Hello and welcome to Drop Bar Texas, a cycling podcast about riding and racing in Texas. My first question to all of you in Texas is, have you thought out yet? I mean, wow, what a week we had last week. Between the temperatures below freezing and power outages, I had no choice but to let a winter coat grow back on my legs. Seriously though, my family made it through okay and I hope you did as well. Although the weather and its challenges were, well, challenging, I feel our family was able to become closer. Literally, we became closer. We were sleeping in one bed together. But um, but again, we, we made it through. And like I said already, I hope you did too. And now, just like that, we're back in the 60s and 70s this week. It really is amazing. All right, that's enough about the weather. We're going to move on to this week's topic. Last year's movie reviews did pretty well. So this year, Dan Garcia has agreed to join me for more movie reviews. They won't be back-to-back like last year, but rather sprinkled throughout the year. First up tonight is catching that cycling classic, American Flyers. Dan Garcia is back with us uh, here at Drop Bar, Texas. We decided, you know, following the success, the raging success, I would say, of the, um, of the, what, what did we review? Six movies last year or five? I think we did five. Five movies. Um, and uh, yeah, so following that, we were like, hey, we, let's, let's team up again and review a few more movies. And I don't, I don't think we're going to do them back to back in a row like we did last last year but uh, but yeah we're, we're gonna do some more movie reviews this year and uh, i spoke to dan and he threw out an american classic american flyers so i mean that's iconic an iconic american cycling movie if if you're a cyclist it, it you better have watched it i mean i, I mean you might as well you know if you don't shave your legs and you know you you haven't seen this movie <laughs> so all let um, me say, yeah go ahead I'm very happy to be back i'm so glad i could help uh raise your listenership by two people <laughs> um and two very important people by the way i wanted to hate this movie so bad but i love this movie it is the iconic kevin costner role it's the bodyguard of bicycle movies, Paul. I'm glad I'm going to watch this again. I have this movie for 48 hours through YouTube rentals. I might watch it three times. It, you might as well have just bought it. I, um, you know, I mean, I already owned it on DVD, but I needed to uh, to to be able to watch it elsewhere. You know, not not at home, and uh, it was only 5.99 on uh, on on uh, iTunes. And that's that's the HD version, not standard def. If I would have known this movie was going to be this good, I would have spent the extra two dollars to buy this movie. It was two ninety nine <laughs> to rent and five ninety nine to to buy in HD. And right. I was like, no, I'm going to hate this movie. I'm just going to rent it. Yeah, big mistake. <laughs> and and I, I got to say, it, was, it it actually was much better um, watching it. Um, at least the resolution, because I've I've always owned it. The DVD I own is a standard def DVD. You know, mm-hmm. comes with a disclaimer: this movie's been formatted to fit the TV or whatever. And seeing it in and widescreen, it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. And I just gotta say, my experience doing these podcasts with you, I've learned stuff because watching this movie, I understood what some of the things were going on. I was like, oh, I know what that means, and so. I'm growing with you, Paul. I'm not going to become <laughs> you. You still won't catch me riding a bike race, but I'll watch them every once in a while. Are you, are you like David? Or are you going to tell me I'm not shaving my legs? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we'll, I, we'll talk I, about I that later. I already shave my legs just like a walk faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, the, the, the old saying, I think I've said, I may have said this before in one of the other things. It's not always about being faster. You got to look fast. So shaving your legs helps do that. Helps you look fast. And I've I've come up with a new uh, 
correlation. Any bike movie that shows someone's buns is a good bike movie. <laughs> and there are some buns in this movie. Yeah, it if it doesn't matter who's uh if you like men's bums, women's any, bums, any kind of buns. If 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 you're any type of bun person, there's buns in this movie. Yep. Yep. So so do you want to start talking about it? I mean the buns or the movie? We can always <laughs> talk about buns. How about the movie? Let's start with the movie. Right, yeah, let's let's talk about the movie. So let's get the Texas connection out of the way first. So okay. there, there's a, there's a few Texas connections in here that I want to mention, and that way you guys know we're not we're not just picking an American classic because it's it's an American classic, you know. But um, there's an actual Texas connection here. So first of all, you, Dan, you you know where where the what where the race is located is right that they're the going to, Colorado, to take care. Right? That's right. It's in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And Colorado used to be part of Texas. Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the connection you're making? Well, that's that's one connection there. Okay. And there's okay. there's uh, there's another. So the other Texas connection is that their training partner, Eddie, who will talk, we'll probably talk about a little more in detail about who this Eddie is later, but their training partner, Eddie, is uh, supposedly or theorized to be named after uh, Eddie uh, Boryesowicz, who was the um, the manager of um, of a few uh, legendary teams, though controversial. Um, that being the uh, U.S. Postal Service team, which later became the Discovery uh, Channel team, which who was on those teams, but none other than Lance Armstrong, who's from Texas. So, wow, that's, <laughs> that's a stretch, but that's good. Yeah. I would say it, the Texas connection I saw was that uh, David was wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> and they raced against some cowboys. That, that is true. They did. They did race against uh, some Cowboys. I, I, I don't know if that was uh, maybe they were passing through the panhandle on their way to to uh, Colorado. I don't know. No, I, I think know where that was. Well, could be, but I'm pretty certain there's also Cowboys in Colorado. Yeah, there there are, you know, and uh, also in Oklahoma, which they may have passed through Oklahoma, I suppose. Um, probably yeah, they're probably pretty pretty popular pretty much west of the mississippi i would say so yeah yeah <laughs> but well, um, those, are, those are some good connections there i mean we're sticking to what we said we were going to do we're going to have the texas connections and there they are yep 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 yeah, yeah eddie eddie is the uh kevin bacon of this movie to texas you know so yeah well gotta love it <laughs> uh speaking of the cast I really like the cast in this movie. Uh, yeah. You know, Kevin Costner, obviously. I've always had a crush on Ray Don Chong in her. Mm -hmm. I think she was in a. What's that? There's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that she's in. Uh, I can't remember what it is now, but I loved her in that movie. Uh, that wasn't. Um, Commando. She's Commando? Commando? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but then. Also, I love the appearance by Jennifer Grey. She lasted like two minutes in the movie, and then yeah. put baby in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually had a question for you on that. You know, because um, so uh, have you ever been in that situation where you know your brother has set you up on on a on a blind date unexpectedly that ended with someone in tears? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I can recall. I mean, I've put plenty of women in tears before, but that was by my own doing. Uh, but no, not not in that situation. Why has that happened to you, Paul? Uh, no, but uh, I, I was just curious. I just had this picture of of you and Joe, you know, arguing and Angie being, uh, you know, uncomfortable with the situation. And and it, it, it probably could happen where I would be the antagonist of the group, and I would be too far. <laughs> I would definitely be the David of the group uh, if that happened. Yeah. But she was, 
uh, she was like bawling in there. She just like freaked out and just started crying like crazy. And I thought she was going to have a more significant role, but that's the last you see of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, the very first time I saw this movie, I, you know, full disclosure, I've probably watched this movie uh, a few times a year. <laughs> so, um, as you should. But, yes, that's right. As as I mentioned, or or Dan and I were talking before, I was like, I own this. Um, you know, not only on DVD, but I now own it digitally as well. So, um, but uh, but yeah, when I first saw her in it, the, the first time I was like, oh, I said Jennifer Grey's in this, and and um, and yeah, but she was she was there and gone very quickly. My favorite cast member in this movie is John Amos. Yeah, you know, just he plays a different character in all movies, but essentially they're the same character in all movies. <laughs> Just loud and trying to motivate you. Uh, like immediately, I, I thought about McDowell's as soon as I saw him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. But I, I did really enjoy the cast. I thought it was good. Now, the beginning of this movie really confused me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't quite too sure why people were mad at each other. Uh, with with uh, Marcus is mad at his mom, and I couldn't figure out why, and then you know, they kind of explained it a little bit or down the road, but like the first like 20 minutes of the movie, I was confused as hell because I was <laughs> I had no idea why people were mad at each other about things. And yeah. I think they also did a good job of setting it up or I thought that David had a brain problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, I, I mean, I, it sounded like he had migraines or something or. Yeah. <laughs> or. um or maybe he just frequently stood up too quick, and uh, you know, I don't think he ate his Wheaties or, or something. Well, I, like that. Something I, was going on. I don't know. <laughs> they mentioned his diet. I don't know how bad this is going to sound, but I, I really thought at first they were setting it up for David to be like special, like special education. Ah, like when they when they were saying like, yeah, he's going through some stuff, and then he like spilled the pot of chili, and he was trying to scoop it up with his hands. I'm like, oh, they're they're saying that he's like special, and in the end, it was that at all. <laughs> he was just, <laughs> just a clumsy, guy. <laughs> just a clumsy guy. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I was a little confused about that, but then I figured it out afterwards. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's, it's it's a weird subplot, but I guess they mm-hmm. needed some sort of subplot so that they could bring mom in at the end. Right. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it was it was okay. I. I I'm cool with it. Yep, yep. I think it was just to uh, make Jennifer Grey, you know, cry and want to say, you know, she's got to call her mother. It was all to set up that punchline, I think. Yeah, that was really weird. (laughs) And then, like, like the Sarah character, Radon Chong, they, like, immediately made her out to be, like, a bitch. I don't know if you have to beat that out. (laughs) No, I don't have to. But, but, like, you know, at the beginning of the movie, it was like, oh, she's going to be trouble for everybody. And then just halfway through the movie, she kind of mellowed out and was everyone's friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. So a really interesting thing about this movie is they had a tagline for the movie, which I don't get. Hold on. Let me find it. I have it right here pulled up. So the, the theatrical tagline was, they're four one-of-a-kind people taking a chance and going after a dream that will change their lives forever. First of all, racing a bike was only Kevin Costner's dream. The other three really didn't want to race a bike, right? I I don't know. I I think David had some uh, some race ambition there. He had a, uh, I mean, his room was covered in in. Um, That's true. He was really good at in, it. In in cycling posters and this and that. I mean, he he rode his bike into the elevator. <laughs> Which, oh, if we need to talk about that, that annoyed the hell out of me. I was like, oh my God, these annoying bike riders, and they just think they own everything. Like, like, especially when he rode into the house, up to the fridge on his bike to take a squig of orange juice. I was like, man, get off the bike. Come on, man. I was a little annoyed by that. Yeah. So yeah, I, that that is a bit cheesy. I, I don't. I don't think I've ever. It's, it's almost I, like ballroom dancing on a bike in the middle of a movie. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. 
let's not let's not bring um, Quicksilver into this. <laughs> uh, but um, no, that, that tagline is really weird because they're not all chasing the same dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how racing changes Sarah's life forever. And yeah. the other thing is, how long is this hitchhiker going to stay with them? <laughs> she was just like a drifter, and all of a sudden she's part of the team. Yeah, she, well, she said it was fate. It was fate. Yeah. Fate will change. And she gets <laughs> bored. Fate's going to change. <laughs> yeah. She, she, uh, uh, Becky certainly seems, uh, she, she seems a lot, uh, more kind of go with the flow. She's not like, she's not like Aunt Becky. She's just <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So. She's like the anti hippie hippie. She wants to be yeah. a hippie, but she's not. And right. then she learned about racing really fast. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Uh, but, yeah, I kind of felt like halfway through the movie, they're like, oh, we need a love interest room. Let's just throw some hitchhikers in and see what we can do with that. <laughs> After they made Jennifer Grey cry, I mean, they could have kept during it. They so. could have. They could have. But, um, so, so I, I, I thought it made it more interesting, though. It yeah. was it, it it added a good twist to it. Uh, I kind of I'm kind of curious what happened to her friends. Did she just ditch them? <laughs> the vegans, the crystal loving friends. Yes, yes. I, I was curious if that was a piece of the crystal skull, but you know, I I don't know. Um, you never know. Paul, I'm gonna <laughs> stop making jokes like that. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna need you to stop making references to bad movies. <laughs> But um, but no is yeah I, I mean yeah she says that she she ditched him that it wasn't working out you know so um, yeah I guess you know that I guess she just she was like, she was talking about um, you know that she just really needed a cheeseburger and and a shake and fr- she couldn't do the whole vegan thing which was interesting because uh, I did re- I did learn uh, when I was looking up interesting facts that Alexandra Paul. Who, who played Becky is actually a vegan. Not surprised. Oh. Not surprised. <laughs> so, this is why so, they probably never showed her eating the burger. <laughs> right. so. Yeah, I don't know if she's a, if she was a vegan at that time, but but yeah, but she is a vegan. I'll um, tell you what she was at that time. She was hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, which, um, you know. I believe this movie is PG thirteen, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of there, there's there's a uh, quite a bit of nudity for a PG thirteen movie, you know. Yeah, but I mean, in flashes, you know, we you you, you things are a lot more relaxed in the eighties than they are now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so let's talk uh, about biking, Paul. Yeah, yeah. The so the <clears throat> so the the bike racing in here. Um, you know, some of the things were, so apparently they used um, some actual footage from the course classic. Cause so the hell of the West was, um, was the, the fictionalized or fictional version of, of, or based, I guess, on the course classic, which the course classic was a, was a major American bike race back then in the, in the eighties. And um, so the hell of the West was, was this movie's version of that. Um and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was, I thought they set it up great. They used a mix of, um, you know, actual racers and, and actors, uh, you know, both professional racers and cat two and three racers to, to fill the pack. So there were actual uh, cyclists with, you know, in here mixed in with the actors and stuff. So, so I don't know. It was, it was just a, I, I thought it looked, you know, fairly realistic. I don't know. Did you, did you come away with questions uh, from uh, from the cycling in it? Uh, just general questions. Yeah. Um, one is it typical to use a pit bull to train? Um, <laughs> that seems like animal abuse, if you ask me. Well, I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's typical that you would purposely use use the pit bull for training. But um, I think that's just a tongue-in-cheek reference or joke to you know that you know, out there when we're riding, especially you're, you're out in you know riding in these rural areas, you're bound to get chased by a dog. 
So, so it happens. And uh, I've never, you know, luckily I've never been, been caught by one. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, I, I have known people that have gotten bit by, by dogs um, that have chased them out there. You know, these are these either, you know, if it, usually I think it's, I don't know if they're strays or, or just, I'm guessing they're usually someone's farm dog that just yeah. likes chasing cyclists. But um, yeah, there's a number of ways to uh, keep them off you if you're interested. No, well, kicking is fine. <laughs> kicking. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you can also, you can also keep, keep your, uh, your water bottle handy. Okay. Yeah. If, if you know that, if you know it's an area, cause usually if you ride an area frequently enough, you'll, you'll know where the dogs are. And so, uh, or if you spot them up ahead, you know, you can get, you can get your bottle ready and you can give them a squirt with the water, um, you know, as they, as they get closer and that'll usually back them off. Um, although I have, um, uh, been chased by a, um, a, a, a dog out in, where were we? I think we we're out by, um, um, cold spring where I got chased by a dog out there. And that one, I squirted it with the water. He backed off. And so I slowed up because I was like, oh yeah, this dog's done. No, he came back. He recovered. He shook it off and he came back again. And so I like take off again. And I, I wasn't by myself. It was like a couple of us. And, uh, and then, so he wasn't catching us. So he kind of backed off again and I fell for it again. And so I slowed up and then here he comes again. Rah, rah. It's like, it like three times. So I was like, yeah. Like, so have you ever been chased by anything other than a dog? Um, I have been, I have been chased by a wasp. Oh, okay. Um, Probably one of those death wasps. I, yeah, I, I've, I've been caught by a wasp and stung. Uh, that was, that was in a race. And that was the first time I'd ever been stung by a wasp. So I also was like, or a bee, I had never been stung by a bee at that point either. And so I was, so I was concerned with how much it hurt. Cause I was like, is this, is this what an allergic reaction is like? I don't know. <laughs> so I pulled out of the race because I, you know, um, cause I was concerned and you know, they, they checked it and they were like, Oh no, it's just, you know, just a wasp. This is a wasp, that's right. Race. <laughs> yeah. So I took some Advil or something. And All right. Fine. Question number two. Yep. Are races like this typically only three stages? Uh, well, so you've got a lot of, yeah, I mean, you've got a lot of shorter races, you know, so, you know, that, that are one day races or, or weekend races, um, you know, so the stage races aren't as, Aren't actually, I mean, the like the the week long or multi week mm -hmm. stage races. Those actually aren't that common. I mean, like you you think of when people think of the, like you know, think of a stage race. A lot of times you'll think of like the Tour de France, right? So, but a three week stage race like that, there's essentially the Tour de France, um, you know, the the Giro d'Italia, and the Vuelta uh, uh, Vuelta España. Um, but outside of that, it's like usually mo most of the other stage races are somewhere between you know three or four stages up to about a week long, okay. um, and then but and then, uh, and then there's a there's a whole lot of you know one day races too. So but yeah, that's not that's not too uncommon. So the Russians, which oh. the lead Russian was obviously a Greek guy. He wasn't Russian at all, uh, and he was very muscly. Is that conducive to winning races to be that muscular and big? Um, no, no, it's not. Uh, I mean, you, you, you're tip. I mean, when people, most people think of cyclists, they're they're not that um, that large. But but your but your sprinters could you know, or you know tend to be um, you know more muscular like that. Uh, you know. At least, I mean, just if just it's a little, it's I'm probably stereotyping a bit, you know, but um, but that's general. I mean, generally, you know, your your climbers and you know, um, you know, domestiques and stuff are they're going to be a, a a little leaner, um, your leaner cyclists and things like that. But 
Um, but yeah, but your your sprinters and your um, you know, maybe the, like the crit specialists and stuff like that. They they tend to be um, more muscular like that. Yeah. So. Well, I really enjoyed the racing in this movie. Uh, I, like you said earlier, you know, the fact that they mixed in real racings with with the actors racing, it came off really well. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, I was I caught myself kind of rooting for them also. Uh, <laughs> I also didn't realize that there. I, I don't know if this is true or not. Where there is races where if you pass a flag first, you get a bonus thirty seconds. Yeah. So and. Um... I mean, it's it's usually not time bonuses of that of of, of thirty seconds, for example. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, they'll have spread out within um, within the stage. Usually, um, you know, sprint time bonuses, and so sometimes it's for points. You know, because so depending on the race, you know, some race, you know, this race, you know, certainly it simplified things. Because they were just looking at the leader and they're talking about the, the overall time, but um, but yeah, so you would have um, in, in some races you'll have those sprint those sprints in the middle of the stage that'll have a, a time bonus or or points, and so if it's a points based bonus, then the points are usually for um, what they call like a uh, the the lead the i'm sorry the points leader or the or the sprint jersey so um to that those those people are attacking for just those points to collect points or or those time bonuses um but then yeah but if if you like if you're going for the gc and they're offering time bonuses out there for that then yeah there may be like a 10 like a you know 10 second or eight second time bonus or something like that and and over over the stages that can add up you know so well, I, I thought it was really interesting. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, and then we get to the scene. This movie was two hours long, but I feel like we only have like 20 minutes of discussion time because everything just seems so compact. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking now, as I know it's two hours, why do I feel like we don't have two hours worth of things to talk about? Uh, <laughs> I mean, a lot of it was filler, I guess. Uh because they didn't do a lot of training scenes. It was mostly race scenes. And yeah. In between. And of course, the race with the Cowboys, which is really odd that these two guys who are trying to wrangle up their steer decide to just stop everything and race these two guys on bikes. Because <laughs> that happens in real life, you know, <laughs> in the 80s at least. Yeah, I've not raced a, um, a, a cowboy out there on the road. But uh, you know, I'd be lying if if I didn't say um, that when I've been riding out there by myself. Sometimes, if I pass a a, a farm or something, and there's a horse out there, I I do I do like you know I go to try to get them to go, you know, to see if they'll move or not. You know, are you aching uh, on horses? Yeah. Like, hey, I'm fascinating you. <laughs> I just want to see if I can recreate that. You know, so oh, well, but, I hope uh, you do one day. I really do. Yeah. I want to hope. I hope you win. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes I mean, you know, as cheesy as I, I, I thought it was that he rode into, inside the apartment building into the elevator. You know, I, I do sometimes when I'm riding into, uh, into work into the office. I have thought about. I wonder you know, if that door opens just right. If I can make it inside and just go right into the <laughs> elevator. But, uh, but I haven't done that because you know. I'm sure somebody would get upset with me. It's a job. Yeah, so I mean, it was it was uh, it was interesting to see that training scene. Um, so, in in the description of the movie, Kevin Costner has an aneurysm. Is that what it is, or that's what I? Yeah, read. it's it's some type of disease. And I guess it's genetic because his dad had it, um, yeah. and um, and so he he was testing. I guess he tested positive, or I guess they, when they took the CAT scan, they did discovered it because I because when they were um, um, they were describing it, who were they describing it to? 
Um, he was, I forget who they were describing it to, but but they were saying essentially, I guess there's there's a blood vessel deep in the in the brain that um, yeah they couldn't operate on oh, this particular was, one. Marcus was t- was telling David about it when that, when David found out, you know, Marcus kind of went off on him and just told him, you know, nothing you can do about it. Right. Right. Yeah. So I mean, so yeah. So I guess it's. I guess it was genetic or, or maybe they felt it was genetic. And um, I guess he had already tested, tested himself for it, you know? Yeah. Um, and so well, now let, me, he, let me ask you this, Paul. He tricked him into to this trip to test him, I guess. You, re- you race one race, right? You do the first stage of a race. Mm-hmm. You walk into a hotel room and nearly pass the hell out, you know, lightheaded everything. Do you race the next day? Because this fool did it. <laughs> um, I, I don't. I'm, I mean, I've raced a lot of stuff where I was like, I, you know, on little sleep or you know, driven in, you know, because I didn't want to pay for a hotel, so I, you know, driven in three or four hours to just so I could do a race and go. So I don't. I mean, we're. I would say racers uh, or cyclists that race, especially we're, you know, I don't know if dedicated is necessarily the right word or hard headed or stupid, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's like, you know, we're, we're a stubborn bunch when it comes to, um, you know, finishing out what we started. So. Well, God bless there. Kevin Costner because, you know, he did it. He did it. And then his ears started bleeding. Which yeah. was really freaky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, they, I, I, I kept thinking, you know, even now, like I'm watching when I watch it, you know, I'm like, um, I'm like, oh crap, is he gonna fall off that cliff? You know, I, yeah. I don't know. Every time I watch it, I think he's gonna fall off that damn cliff. Well, I mean, and that I guess that's another question I have: Are these races dangerous? I mean, it looks like if there's a road with no like guardrail or anything like that it feels like i feel like people can die doing it oh yeah yeah you, you can you can die doing doing this stuff i mean um but uh i mean like i mean the races i've been in i mean you know people have broken collarbones and mm-hmm. you know, uh, legs or wrists or you know so all kinds of stuff you know do they do they cheat um, also and try to push you off the road like they did in this movie <laughs> <laughs> I've never experienced that. <laughs> that was a weird form of cheating. I mean, there is there is you know, so I think what they're doing they're, they're dramatizing. I think they're the you know, when when pe- when you, people sprint, there mm-hmm. is you know you're so compact you know, that um, there is some elbowing or or shouldering or headbutting. Uh, yeah. It, Look, look up uh, some races recently. There's even been some some sanctions. You know, Peter Sagan comes to mind. Where, um, you know, he he headbutted to kind of get his way through um, a tight space. And so, you know, there's um, yeah, there's stuff like that that happens. Um, but um, put trying to intentionally push someone off the road like that? No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't think that stuff happens but well i was i wasn't certain if he was trying to push him off the road or if he was just trying to rest his head on his shoulder and they were watching a romantic movie because that's what it looked like <laughs> like he was just kind of resting his head in his shoulder i was like yeah. oh, that's cute yeah you know and there's no ref to come in there and tell him to break it up obviously not but you know there's people watching yeah yeah so so but i mean usually like the lead group like that or the lead riders, there would be uh, an official on a on a motorbike nearby <laughs> that would, you know, be able to relegate that type of stuff too. So. Oh, this is the eighties. Anything goes. <laughs> In the eighties, bicycling was the equivalent of roller derby. Well, you know how I I know anything goes in the eighties is just just look at their mother's wallpaper. <laughs> that wallpaper was hideous. Yeah, that was god awful. It was. It it was. <laughs> Also, the dinner that she made looked pretty disgusting. Yeah, I, I don't know what kind of fish it was. but it, Apparently fish with chili because he knocked over the bowl of chili. <laughs> Maybe it was a fish stew. I don't know. I don't know. 
You know, there's a lot of perfectly wasted dinners in this movie. You know, first dinner with mom goes wasted. And then Jennifer Grey comes in for dinner and that dinner is wasted. Yeah. These people have no consideration for food. Well, you know, I mean, I knew I knew Jennifer Grey's uh, dinner date was going to go terrible because it was because she was like so enthusiastic about salad and tomatoes. (laughs) (laughs) That, that's that, that's a clue that someone is a little too excited about she being, said salad is my favorite food body. yeah she no one's like, ever said salad before and, oh tomatoes mm-hmm. now she would have been like yes bacon yeah uh, you know i could i could totally get behind that but um, i mean I, I don't blame sarah for trying to set them up i saw how they looked at each other at the gym yeah those two were in love yeah yeah yeah, they were. Uh, I think there was a connection until she knew that his or he knew that his brother knew her. Yeah, it's like, yeah, can't I make my own connections? He wants to live his own life. He wants. Right, yeah. He wants to date a hippie, and he found one. Yep, yep. Because yep. it was fate, and the crystals. <laughs> right. the crystal fate in a McDonald's. Yep, yep. McDonald's must have paid some good sponsorship money for this movie. Because even at the very beginning, when they're when he's bicycling, there's like that giant wall that just says McDonald's on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's really the only advertising you see in the movie. Uh, oh, except for like Seven Eleven and the team, the racing teams. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, which I, I don't, I don't think I've ever been. Yeah, I've never been to St. Louis. So you know, is there really a McDonald's on a steamboat? No, I've been to St. Louis twice. I've never seen a McDonald's on a steamboat. <laughs> <laughs> and also, in that opening scene, if you watch it carefully, uh, they use the, I don't know if they, if they did it on purpose or just the way the camera's positioned, but you see the, the St. Louis Arch, and mm-hmm. you see a helicopter flying by it, and the helicopter looks so tiny. And, and if you've been there, you know that the St. Louis Arch is, a helicopter would look big next to it. Yeah. This helicopter looks so tiny next to it. I was like, how is that real? <laughs> but everything else like when he was riding through the streets around like the arch that looked straight up St. Louis I mean when I've been there mm-hmm. so it was kind of yeah. cool yeah or do a lot of people get splashed by passing cars in St. Louis always too? that's the always. other thing so he sees the man get splashed and then he rides his bike for like 10 minutes just to get to the man that got splashed mm-hmm. like he was riding forever just to get back to that guy he saw a block from him yeah, just to get splashed by himself. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I have to take issue too with uh, him riding on the sidewalk so fast. It's like, if you're going to ride that fast, you might as well just be in the street, you know. But that is dangerous. Um, I take issue to that old lady hit... riding that tricycle bike, that big ass bike on the sidewalk, <laughs> taking up the whole sidewalk. He, he almost ran into her. Yeah, old lady. Poor old lady. He really she hurt her. The street. He could have there, really hurt her, though. There's actually a lady that rides a bike like that every day in front of my office. Oh, really? She like rides. I always see her pass my office and go to the store. And then, oh, well, I guess not anymore because she used to go to Disco Kroger. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Ride, that she always down, ride, yeah. Even in even in the rain, you would see her riding every mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. There's lots of room for groceries in it in those bikes. Well, yeah, little old ladies like groceries. So did um, so did you have any favorite quotes that came out of this movie? Um, I did. Oh, I did. And yeah. I want the T-shirt that they were wearing. <laughs> I was like, once you get up, stay up. <laughs> like hell yeah, that's a quote. That you should live your life by that. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, that that was probably my favorite one, uh, okay. also because it led to to Becky taking her shirt off to switch shirts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, here nor there. Yeah, I liked. Um, I, I got to say, I, even though you know Muzzin was, I mean, that guy was an asshole, but um, but I, I I loved his quote to the reporter. When he was like, you wouldn't know a fact if it banged you <laughs> yeah. all night long. That was actually really good. 
was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I should remember that. I, but you know. Also, <laughs> the, the character I most related to was Randolph. Randolph. Now, Randolph was my spirit animal. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, I mean, I may or may not have rinsed my shirt with just a bottle of water to pretend that I worked out a lot. <laughs> Maybe once. Yeah. How, what I mean, what do you think about his um, his method for choosing a, a sport to go into? You know, he. Uh, I mean, he was he wanted to be first at something. Yeah, and, and it makes sense. But also, I also think he was trying to choose the lazy way out, uh, which is okay. I mean, bowling is a reputable sport because you know his dad made a point. He's like, you see, there's not a lot of black bicyclists, and he yeah. looked at one sweaty guy. He's like, no, I want to be a bowler. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can drink beer and bowl at the same time. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, I mean, I, I just thought that was funny when he goes into the gym and you know he just doesn't want to be there. And his dad is like the complete opposite, hardcore you know workout guy. Yeah, so it, it was funny, uh, just how they they played off the dad and the, and the son like that. Mm-hmm. And then they just randomly show up on the side of the road with his mom. <laughs> That's the other thing that I thought they were going to do. I thought there was going to be racial overtones when he tells the mom, oh, he's with Sarah on a camping trip. And she's like, who's Sarah? And I was like, oh, man, he's hiding that she's with a black girl. And it's going to blow up that mom's going to be all mad about this. I thought that's where they were taking that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the... The first time I watched it, and actually this time when I rewatched it, I was like, I thought that's where they were going with that as well, and 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 they didn't, you know. Which was, I thought it made for a greater, you know, better story. It was just, you know, who is that? Why don't I know about this? Girl? Yeah, more yeah, more along those lines. So, but um, yeah, it was. I mean, I thought I thought it was overall. I mean, it, it's a great movie. Um, I don't know what else to say about American Flyers. I mean, it's there's some great lines in it. Um, you know, oh, we didn't talk about. Well, we did talk about Eddie. Eddie was the dog that uh, that they mm-hmm. he joked that it was was his uh, training partner. And um, so, so yeah. I mean, I mean so is there any what else is there? That with Eddie? What's up? So, I mean, was there anything like behind like Eddie or, or is it just like a random dog? Did he know the people in that house or something? Um, I don't know. I think he just used that as a regular training route. And uh, and so he knew that dog would always chase him. And so he just uh, used okay. it as a sprint workout. Well, it worked. If that dog was chasing me, I'd be biking my ass off. <laughs> right. That was a scary looking dog. Well, and... and um, um, uh, Marcus, you know, Kevin Costner's, um, uh, character, he kept telling David to, to, to shift, you know, like uh-huh. shift down, shift down. And, and, um, and, you know, when, when the dog caught him and was getting his shoes, like I look, you could see his chain was not in, um, the smallest cog, you know, he wasn't, he was still in one of the in one of the easy. Uh, so he wasn't. But he deserved it. Here's what you're saying. Yeah, he. I think he had more in it. He could. He could have sprinted. Uh, and he lost a shoe. R.I.P. Shoe. Here's yeah. another question I had. When Marcus gets the flat, and Sarah comes and changes the tire like two seconds, does that really mm-hmm. happen like that? Yeah, it does. Yeah, that it happens. At, mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, um, I mean, if if you're if the if the mechanic um i mean especially in the pro races they practice this thing you know down so they just they have it down really quick you know but um but yeah it's like you know you you got to get that wheel change in as quick as possible so you can get back on the road and and usually you know they'll change it just like that they had it down i mean she um usually the the cyclists will stay on the you know stay on the bike or maybe they're just or maybe they just hop off to the side and the, the mechanic comes out with the new wheel uh usually the the rider if they want to speed it up they'll undo the quick release so that the so all the mechanic has to do is take the time the wheel out put the the new one in and and um uh and then they get going uh and and they even give them the push 
uh, from behind. Yeah, uh, I was like, like uh, yeah, that's good. Did. She's good. What she does. Yeah, yeah that was qu- that was quick. I don't think I could change a, a, a do a wheel swap that quick. <laughs> it was really fast. Uh, yeah. The other thing that I found humorous is when when Kevin Costner does when Marcus starts bleeding and gets all delirious and struggling to get the the van and all that. You know, when they finally get him and he like wipes out, mm-hmm. and they throw him in the van. And one, I don't know why they just didn't call for the medic, you know. Right, right. Yeah. And two, you know, you see the van hauling ass past all the bikers and all that. And then so you assume they're like going to the hospital, but the next scene they're in the hotel room. Right. So they just took care of him by himself, even though the man is bleeding from his ears and his nose. Yeah. 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 You know, I um I think about that every time I see the movie. I'm like, why don't they take him to the hospital? But yeah. Yeah, I guess he's just, you know, he knows that he's that there's not going to go. Yeah, he's like, because ah. I guess he's a doctor, right? Yeah, he's a doctor of some sort. So I don't know if he's like a neurologist or, or, or just a, or, or if he's a PhD doctor. I don't know what the, the deal is there. But, um, but yeah, he's a doctor. So, well, Paul, Amazon gives this movie four point seven stars out of five, and I agree with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give it 4.8. <laughs> Paul, you've got me hooked on these biking movies now. You know, yeah, I'm going to need another one soon. Yeah, so um so have you thought about yet yeah, what what we should um tackle next this year? No, man. I think maybe you leave it up to your viewership to your to your listening. Ah, uh, yeah, we could. Meet all three people and see what they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just messing for I know you have to follow it. Yeah, we can um yeah, we should definitely I think we, we put should put a poll out with like I, I mean I don't know much about biking movies uh, past what we've seen already. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. find like three or four movies and put a poll out there and see what people want. Okay. Let the people speak, Paul. Let the people speak. I could do that. I think that's a good idea. So um so yeah, we'll we'll listen we'll we'll listen to you guys. We'll put we'll put out a poll or or get something together for you guys to to make your suggestions or make your picks and um, see what we're going to review next mm-hmm. in the cycling world of movies. There's so many things out there now too. There's some new stuff that's come out. There's something called The Racer that I haven't seen yet. I think it's available. Oh, that's the Arnold Schwarzenegger, The Eraser, right? No, no, not The Eraser. This, well, is, this, is not a movie, movie, this is not a chalk. Well, it may as well be the eraser. It's a good movie. Was that the one when Arnold Schwarzenegger was a was a kindergarten teacher? Yeah. It was the eraser. They're all, they're all oh. he went to Mars in that movie. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Had a chalkboard eraser, huh? <laughs> I'm so tired of you, Paul. I'm so tired <laughs> of you back to this joke. <laughs> I read somewhere if you say it three times, people are more likely to laugh. So, I think mm-hmm. that, I think a, a comedian said that, but it doesn't tend to work for me. No, because when you say <laughs> it three times, it lasts an hour and a half. <laughs> I think the point is that they got to be three good. You say that it has to be a good joke that you say three times. Mm-hmm. So, Paul, I would say that one out of every five jokes you have are really good. Ah, well, I'll give you that ratio. That's an improvement because it used to be like one out of twenty-five. <laughs> You're getting better with your old age, <laughs> yeah. or we're just becoming more tolerant. That's it's probably it's probably the repetition. You hear me enough? Man. <laughs> you're right. I mean, yeah. your theory is working. <laughs> so, so um, but uh, but yeah. So this this is always great, man. Um, thanks, Dan. I really think you're starting to see bicycles in a new light, and I bet our listeners would agree. So, if you want to catch American Flyers, you know. You know, you can search online um, for it to you know, a DVD copy if you want. You know, I've, I've got a DVD copy that that I've had forever. Um, but of course, you know, like I mentioned on there, it, it's all it was also available um, for download as a digital copy uh, pretty cheaply. I think it was like five bucks or or six bucks or something. So search it if you're looking for it. So the plan is that we'll review, you know, around four to six cycling movies this year. And uh, we're looking for recommendations from you. 
So if there's a, a Texas connection with a movie that you're thinking about, that's even better because that's one of the things that I like to do is try to find that Texas connection. Um, but if you have a movie to suggest, please email us at dropbartx at gmail.com. Now let's take a quick look around the state to see what's coming up. For road racing, you have the Holland, Texas Grand Prix this Sunday, February 28th. A USA cycling license is not required. Register on bikereg.com, but it closes February 26th at 5 p.m. The Davy Crockett Classic, which was canceled due to the winter storm, has announced it is rescheduling to April 24th through the 25th. Keep an eye on Facebook for details as those become available. Over in Gravel, the Strade di Milano is uh, coming up on March 13th. Register on bikereg.com. Now it's time for Feats of Glory. Let's go around the Feet of Glory. Recognition goes out to the Grapevine Chain Gang. You guys rode 13 miles during Winter Storm Uri. I can't imagine. The, those temperatures, and it, I mean, that's up in northern Texas. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. You guys are either nuts or brave. I don't know which, but I hope you guys can feel your fingers and your toes again. All right, well, that wraps up another episode. Be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast. You can also like Drop Bar Texas on Facebook. If you have a ride to promote, feet of glory to share, whether that's for yourself or a friend, um, or a movie to recommend, email dropbartx at gmail.com. And until next time, have fun, enjoy the sun, or just rule five it.